Hi, everyone, and welcome to the ADSR Inspirations Podcast. My name is James Mallion. I'm your host as I introduce you to inspirational and artful souls from all over the world. I'm deeply interested in music, film, the arts, achieving goals, overcoming struggles, and big ideas. So join me as we uncover some life lessons and knowledge. We're based out of Tokyo, Japan, and we'll be speaking with people from all over the world, ranging from artists, musicians, creatives, leaders, big thinkers, and those who strive to do and be great. Thanks for listening along. Now let's get inspired. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. James here, rolling right along with our season two of ADSR Inspirations. We got an interesting one for you today. I talked to Charlie Abbott, an American artist and musician, and we explore his journey in the world of music and visual arts. Charlie found his passion for pushing the boundaries of music during his high school days as part of the Big Trucks band, and his curiosity for pushing these boundaries led him to pursue studies in Oberlin's Conservatory, Technology and Music and Related Arts in Ohio. And I think it was there when he really discovered a unique space to explore unconventional music styles, as he puts it. Uh, Charlie then outlines what led him to his interest in Japanese underground electronic music and eventually what led him to the country himself. So without further ado, let's dive into the world of Charlie Abbott, an artist who you'll see really challenges conventions and blurs genres and invites us to experience music and visual art in new ways. You're going to see what I mean here as Charlie and I get into the release of his new album, which is 84 tracks long. So enough from me. Let's jump to my interview with Charlie Abbott. Welcome back to ADSR Inspirations. And we got another great one today. Uh, Without further ado, let's dive into the world of Charlie Abbott, an artist who challenges conventions, blurs genres, and invites us to experience music and visual art in entirely new ways. I want to welcome Charlie to the ADSR Inspirations podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I've been a, a fan for a long time, so it's cool to uh, you know to be a part of this. Uh, cheers. Yeah, thanks, man. So uh, I definitely want to uh, get into your new album, uh, music to put on in the background while you do something else that uh, recently came out, I believe, on May 7th, was it? You know, uh the release date, I feel like, is a bit vague. And you know, that's sure. kind of been my approach for a lot of this stuff is just, you know, when it's done, it's done and do my best to get it out there in whatever capacity it ends up out there. So right. it was released in a few different capacities on a handful of different days and stuff. So let's call it May sure. 7th. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> well, it, it was recently released. And, um, you know, when I was going through uh, some of your work, I was kind of s- surprised to see that, uh, you know, it was a massive 84 tracks on that thing. But uh, before uh, before we get your commentary on each and every track, uh, let's uh, <laughs> l- 
let's let's just rewind a little bit here. And uh-huh. uh, I'm kind of interested in a little bit of your journey. You know, I was reading up on a few things. Uh, obviously, you had visited Japan and spent some time in Japan before you uh, ended up living here. But let's go back even even further. Uh, outside of Boston, Mass, I guess uh, your hometown is Concord, is it not? Concord, Massachusetts. You've done your research, good sir. There right we on. go. So uh, originally from Concord, Mass. And I guess in your earlier days, like your high school days, um, you know, I saw that you kind of like you were playing music from early on. You played the violin. You were in a, you know, a band called the Big Trucks Band. What was, uh, you know, I guess in those earlier days, where did your interests kind of lie in terms of, you know, where you are today, you know, living in Japan and uh, making, you know, this eclectic sort of electronic music? Were you always sort of interested in Japan and electronic music growing up? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like, uh, it's a very long and winding story and I'm never sure like quite exactly where to start. <laughs> sure. But I suppose, you know, you touch on a, on a whole bunch of different topics um, and they all are like kind of related in a, you know, in these real uh, tangential moments um, that kind of like, you know, coalesce and create this odd, um, you know, sequence of events. So, um, you know, when I was really young, um, even before I remember, I started playing the violin. Um, you know, my parents had me play the violin. Um, and my great aunt is actually a classical music composer and kind of like a neoclassical, um, you know, really kind of uh, semi-academic, but almost kind of like uh, folk Americana blended with, you know, contemporary classical music and academia type of stuff. Real kind mm-hmm. of like out there stuff. Um, you know, she had written music for like, tuba xylophone and you know soprano singer um and you know a lot of this stuff and so i took a whole bunch of inspiration from her and when i was younger you know i even went and stayed with her a whole lot and you know studied music composition and things of that sort um and at the same time uh you know i was really into uh like deathcore music and like (laughs) hip-hop and like you know uh dj spooky and it was really kind of like the birth of um uh like streaming like kind of the initial boom of streaming that kind of allowed you to uh hear all sorts of different music you know all at the same time sort of regardless of genre um you know and at the same time in concord uh there were actually a handful of folks who also had you know similar similarly you know uh varied interests along music um And so, you know, uh, at the time I was playing the violin and I really wanted to, you know, participate in like, you know, popular music outside of, you know, classical music, um, and even jazz and like experimental stuff. And so I would play electric violin in, you know, a bunch of bands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then amongst that was, uh, the big trucks, uh, which was, you know, just a group of uh, experimental, you know, kids <laughs> doing really wacky stuff and just making people angry. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'll never forget like playing, um, you know, there is a group of a couple kids who went to different high schools in the area and stuff. You know, we would play like, um, you know, high school band shows where people would be expecting like, you know, uh, either like jam band style stuff or, you know, just really kind of audience friendly material. And yeah, you know, we would come with like, uh, you know, 10 
TVs that my friend picked up at a junkyard that he'd attach magnets to the back of. And, you know, my buddy played the trombone and I had my violin hooked up to like a full stack amplifier or whatever. And we would just, you know, make loud noises and people would get upset. Um, <laughs> and funny enough, that was actually what got me into college. <laughs> so, you know, moving from there, you know, the big trucks was a super formative uh, period of time making a lot of experimental music and, you know, that experimental music was what got me into, um, you know, music school, which is where Mm -hmm. I went to after that. Um, and you know, in music school, um, you're surrounded by, again, this mix of like classical and experimental stuff. And then, you know, from there, uh, there, you know, you're learning about all these different, you know, types of things from different parts of the world and stuff. And it just so happened that, um, a lot of the music that I felt drawn to at the time, um, happened to be coming from these really interesting communities that were popping up in Japan. And so that's kind of the thread of, um, you know, Concord, Massachusetts, <laughs> like classical music violin to experimental yeah. music and you know, all this weird stuff kind of jumbling together and, you know, uh, good luck kind of untangling that into a, uh, you know, a digestible podcast. Like, <laughs> <for your effort. laughs> right on, right on. Um, so yeah, you mentioned when you were at, uh, when you're at college was sort of Uh more when you were, I guess, exploring Japanese music. Had you like, did you have some impressions of Japan before that? Um, Like, did you have an interest in Japanese culture or did you know anything about, uh, you know, Japan or Japanese music before, uh, before you went to Oberlin? Yeah, it's funny, you know, actually, no, <laughs> not at all. Really. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when I was a kid, you know, I really loved, um, you know, video games and I absolutely, you know, ever, ever since I was, you know, um, you know, a, a small child, my favorite food had been sushi for whatever mm-hmm. reason, um, <laughs> you know, which is kind of a funny, um, you know, thing, but really, you know, since, uh, you know, growing up and, uh, going to school and everything, I really had absolutely no background in Japan, um, whatsoever. Um, and it was always, you know, something that was interesting to me, you know, there was a lot of culture that from, you know, Japan that I feel like I kind of absorbed, uh, you know, whether it's just like watching, you know, Cartoon Network, um, or, you know, Toonami and, you know, Adult Swim, that type of stuff, um, or, you know, uh, any of that, but it, it really wasn't until I got to, to Oberlin, um, that, you know, uh, I'd happened to encounter, you know, some really interesting, um, stuff that was, happening in Osaka at the time. And it was actually, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Eric, uh, Eric Lubs, uh, L-U-E-B-S. He, uh, his original uh, artist name was called Magical Mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And it was actually, I was sitting in a room with one of my friends at, at Oberlin um, in like one of the music school uh, studio areas. Uh, and we heard one of his songs. Uh, and I was like, whoa, what's this? This is, this is amazing. This is like, yeah. I never heard anything like this before. And it was... Um, it's a song he made with a violinist called uh, With Love um, under his mm-hmm. you know, former artist name called Magical Mistakes. And that, you know, just really stuck out to me that particular moment. And, you know, around that time, um, SoundCloud in particular was, you know, really a uh, fascinating place to be able to pretty easily find a lot of, uh, you know, artists that are connected in different capacities. And it so happened that, um, you know, there was a really amazing um, music community um going on almost like an artistic renaissance of sorts, if you want to, you know, mm. uh, call it that out in Osaka, um, you know, people like, uh, and vice versa, like Asparada, like, uh, Mad Egg, who now goes by his, uh, you know, his real name, Kazumichi Komatsu, um, and tons and tons of people making, you know, awesome stuff. And they were kind of looped in with, um, you know, brain feeder and, um, 
uh, you know, low end theory and all the stuff that was happening in LA. And it just kind of started with that initial, um, you know, spark of like, whoa, yeah, this song is crazy. <laughs> it's really, really good. And I want to learn more about it. Um, and then, you know, just blossomed into, you know, a, uh, a very like, you know, narrow um, in terms of the, the broader scope of Japanese culture, for sure. Um, mm. But also, um, you know, very, uh, you know, deep in you know my personal <laughs> you know uh yeah. you know uh uh interest in it um you know uh you know scope on uh, on japanese music more broadly um and so that was really where it started i mean i, I must have been even you know probably it's probably like 20 at the time so you know this is pretty late even in my uh, my college uh time that i didn't start getting into this in the first place right right so i guess like when you you know you mentioned your main sort of focus or like you, you say like, you know, I got into music school when you went to Oberlin, um, was Mm -hmm. your main kind of like idea or like the main thing that you wanted to focus on initially music, like it kind of has it down, you know, you were doing like a double major sort of thing or double degree, I guess they called it. Um, it seems like you're studying like a whole bunch of things. Like, uh, you were doing, uh, cinema studies, you were doing the music and then you had, uh, I guess another minor on East Asian studies. Um, like, did you kind of find, did you find it hard to sort of focus on one area of study at that time? Like your interests were just kind of, you know what I mean? I do. And in yeah. fact, you know, I, I feel like this conversation so far is a prime example of, you know, my, my shotgun approach to, to life, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> where there's a, you know, a variety of, of interests that I just kind of, you know, dart around between, um, you know, uh, and, and try and find some form of connection between all these different interests. Um, but, you know, part of the reason why I, I like to emphasize um, the, the music school thing is because I feel like I kind of have a bit of a chip on my shoulder about, um, about music school in general. Um, because, uh, when I was growing up, um, as I mentioned, you know, I played the violin, um, but I was always really bad at it actually <laughs> like in the realm of uh, classical violin. Um, you know, I would like apply to all of these different, um, you know, like orchestras and like youth orchestras and things like that. And pretty much every time, um, you know, I, I wouldn't make the cut. Uh, mm. and so, uh, through, you know, this, uh, experimental music, you know, group that was, you know, like angering people through our live performances. That was actually what ended up getting me into, um, school with a lot of those same people, uh, <laughs> you know, who were participating in the orchestras and stuff like that. And, you know, right. from that point on, you know, that's, that's kind of my attitude about things as well as I like to, you know, have a bit of a grin about that and, you know, a semi, you know, chip in my shoulder, but also poke fun at, uh, at that process, um, as a whole. Um, so in terms of answering your question about music school, you know, that's kind of the thread um, for, for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, you know, from when I was a kid through now, you know, my I would say probably my primary passion has been music in general. And I've mm-hmm. just kind of followed that thread wherever it's gone. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, very fortunate to, uh, to to be in a lot of circumstances that have allowed me to to pursue, um, you know, that interest more, more deeply. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of, again, what has sort of brought me to today. Um, right. And even amongst all the other art and stuff like that, uh, it all kind of boils back down to to the music for me personally. Right, right, right. So at this time, like you were still, you were making music and um, you were, I guess you were going under the artist name RYV sort of around this time too, right? Dang, you really did research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, at that time, um, 
so when did, yeah, when, when did that, uh, when did that sort of, uh, come around and like, yeah, can you sort of explain like RYV, the music you were making at that time and sort of what your, what your goals or what you were setting out to do with that? Sure. Um, so actually, you know, again, uh, it's another one of those, those funny moments. I remember, um, you know, sitting in, uh, the basement of, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my childhood home with, uh, one of my, the members of the big trucks. Um, and, and he actually kind of suggested, uh, suggested that, um, just as kind of like a, um, an obscure abbreviation, um, or just like a, a smattering of, of, of letters that, that seemed to work well together. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it really had no meaning, um, and, and that was just kind of you know what was uh, selected at the time to to yeah. you know start putting out music, um, and it was just you know I, I kind of I'd been making music in groups for a long time, and uh, just wanted to kind of um, you know start doing a little bit of my own stuff, um, and you know it was really influenced by a lot of again like the whole kind of beat scene if if that's what you want to call it that was sort of happening at the time a lot of like you know brain feeder um, you know leaving records. Uh, you know, low end theory type of stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. flying Lotus was, you know, the king of the world at the time is, you know, what it right. seemed like to me. Um, and, uh, you know, watching a lot of stuff on, you know, on boiler room and, you know, and all that is all kind of happening at the same time and just sort of trying to, um, you know, start there and, and see, you know, the realm of experimentation, uh, you know, I guess, uh, hip hop beat, beat based type of stuff. Um, and just, you know, things that are, are fun, but also a little bit wacky. And, you know, I guess that's kind of the theme of, uh, of this whole thing as well. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So like, were you just kind of releasing stuff, uh, through SoundCloud? Like, were you uh, doing shows at this time? Um, were you doing any kind of like physical releases? What, what was going on with that? Yeah. So actually at the time, um, you know, I was part of a, a collective of folks, um, that, uh, you know, that had met through Oberlin that were kind of, uh, you know, scattered around, uh, the U S that were called stereo here. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of those, those, uh, those folks were from LA. Um, and so, you know, I was releasing just kind of like digital, uh, you know, EPs around that time, you know, playing shows here and there, mostly just like house party type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, nothing really too, um, you know, too serious or anything like that. Um, but, you know, just kind of like making music and, and putting it out and, and just kind of testing the waters and seeing, um, you know, what I could do um, and, you know, trying to develop um, and, and learn as much as I could about, you know, the craft of, of making that type of music. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, still being in school and studying like, you know, real um, like, academic avant-garde music and just like harsh you know uh you know noise stuff and and really you know things that were um that were meant to be to be dissonant um and then you know trying to um to find some blend between uh you know the 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 beat music and in that in my own way and you know that's kind of always been the search is like you know how do you take this super experimental stuff that's way way out there um that feels like it actually comes to me somewhat you know, more naturally than a lot of the beat based stuff. Um, mm. and then, you know, the beat based stuff that I, I feel like I have, you know, a real cultural affinity towards, um, and you know, how can you take those things and, uh, and, and put them together into, into something that's new, um, uh, and combines the best of both worlds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, how I'm kind of curious, like, how were you, how were you like producing in those days and like, how were you learning? Like, were you uh, watching tutorials or were you just like, working with other people or, uh, learning? Did you have like a, a senpai or someone who was kind of like taking you sort of 
under their wing a little bit? Like how were you kind of progressing at that time? Yeah, for sure. So, um, actually, you know, um, uh, you know, the person, as I mentioned before, who I, um, you know, experienced, you know, Eric's <laughs> song with at the time, it's a really yeah. good friend of mine, uh, you know, named Miles Emmons, who, uh, who makes right. fantastic music under the name Kaleida, uh, K-U-H hyphen L-I-D-A. Um, mm-hmm. and he knows there's a whole bunch of other, uh, really amazing creative work, um, too. Uh, and, you know, really spending a lot of time with him. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, there was one time he like, you know, during the college breaks and stuff, you know, he'd come back to, um, you know, to, to Concord and, you know, we'd like, you know, do a little like, uh, you know, tour around or like, you know, playing a couple shows here or there or whatever. And just, I remember, you know, sitting with him on the Amtrak train, um, you know, producing together just for like 14 hours straight, <laughs> just like back and forth. Like, you know, he'd make something and be like, yo, check this out. And then, yeah, I'd make something and be like, yeah, check this out. And then, you know, nice. it was kind of um, that type of thing. And, and similarly, you know, Eric has provided me with, uh, you know, tons of, uh, you know, production you know, it, uh, advice as well. Um, mm. But really, yeah, I didn't spend a whole ton of time um, doing like tutorials or anything like that. It was more just mm-hmm. kind of like, um, you know, sitting down with the tools and like, you know, seeing how can I break this? Like it was almost a, a celebration if I could get, you know, the software to crash in some capacity because it meant that, you know, I was, I was pushing the boundary in some particular way. Um, you know, whether that had an impact on, uh, on the sound or not is, uh, you know, is, I suppose for the listener to decide, but, uh, you know, it was, um, th- that was really the, the, the mentality is like, how can I make the, you know, the wackiest sound possible, um, you know, using the tools that are available and just kind of escape the, uh, you know, whatever bounding box, uh, you know, the, the tool provides to shout of the gate, you know? Sure. Uh, and I, I kind of wish I did more in the way of tutorials and stuff. Cause I feel like, you know, there are certain areas of, like the fundamentals of music production, uh, in which I feel like, uh, you know, some of my stuff could really use some improvement. Um, but you know, now it's, it's, I've been doing a lot more of that and in, in trying to, to really, uh, rock that down. So, you know, hopefully, you know, the next, uh, album that you'll hear from me will be a, a full, you know, major studio production, you know, uh, be sitting on stage looking like Aerosmith, you know, uh, great. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, one of the things that makes your music unique as well, that it kind of has that sort of, uh, unpolished sound you know as well like you mentioned <laughs> you know you're ju- you're just gonna try and push it as far as it can go without breaking the software and you know maybe if it does break uh you're doing something right as well um for sure for sure y- you know like that that music is all kind of like it, it's all sort of being like it did like you mentioned uh brain feeder and i guess around that time let's say like close to 10 years ago you know, it was sort of, it was sort of blowing up, but at the same time, it's still kind of a niche, right? Like, did, did you, you're going through college and stuff. Like, did you have ideas like, Oh, I'd love to be able to do this for a job one day. Or like, did you, did you ever have like ideas about like, how can I, how can I monetize this? How can I be a professional? Like, or were you just kind of enjoying sort of what you're doing in the moment and, kind of worrying about that later oh for sure i mean you know i think um you know uh in a lot of ways you know uh, from then even through now it's like i you know the the dream is to be you know a a professional you know touring musician you know just be up there you know doing your thing and you know make like a studio album you know every once in a while and you know tour that and then you know you're good um and i guess uh you know yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's like, I feel like, uh, uh, 
as much as that is a um you know uh uh you know the a, a big dream or like a big idea to have um at the same time like there's you know it's almost not like um trying to figure out a, a good way to to describe it um but i feel like for me um almost like i've never been able to kind of condense uh all of my like attention or interests you know into like one spe- uh, specific thing mm. and i feel like um in a lot of ways uh the like you know this this big goal of you know being a touring musician or a professional musician whatever capacity is almost like less interesting to me personally than like mm. uh figuring out some way to like tie in all of these you know disparate interests into one you know conglomerate thing and so that's kind of always what i've been pursuing because i feel like um the other interests actually contribute to the music um and mm. contribute to my interest in music um in a way that is uh like more significant than like just uh to me personally than like just single-mindedly focusing on like I'm going to make an album that's going to be, you know, have a lot of people listen to it or whatever. Yeah. What I want to do is create, uh, you know, some piece of work that, you know, combines, you know, all of these different things together. Um, and you know, is all kind of informed by all of these different areas. Um, and it's always kind of a search to, to figure out how to make that happen, you know? And, and that's actually the most interesting thing to me personally is like, how do you, you know, what are the you know the connections between this medium and this medium and how can you you know kind of push them in weird ways so that you know this one disparate thing that seems totally disconnected actually does affect you know um you know this other this other aspect as well you know i i feel you man yeah Yeah, like especially um you know it seems like you're kind of dabbling you know you you got the music production you're doing kind of like 3d Mm -hmm. art animation um you know you studied filmmaking i know you've done some uh, filmmaking. And, uh, I'm kind of curious, let, let's try and like tie this to Japan too. Um, sure, sure. you did that, uh, you did that project. Uh, I guess it became like a four or five part sort of documentary series where, uh, you were getting like the Kickstarter going and, uh, you and, uh, you and your mate, uh, Sir, you just said his name, uh, Kalinda. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, Collider. You and Ma- yeah like Collider, 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 but with an eye. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you yeah. and Miles uh, were trying to get yourselves over here to, uh, you know, do a little tour of Osaka and Tokyo, do a lot of filming and uh, put together uh-huh. a little documentary film. Uh, was that, so was that your first time uh, to visit Japan? That was back when, like 2013 or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing that you know all this stuff, man. It's yeah. I mean, in the short amount of time since you contacted me to like, do this interview, the fact that you're able to kind of like sift through the internet and find all this information is it's uh, out there, man. It's amazing. Yeah, so it's out there for sure. Um, yeah, so I guess really, you know, um, I should take it back to. Um, I'll give you the full kind of like. Uh, condensed chronology here, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. of uh of the timeline then you know perhaps we can we can pick it out from there um yeah so basically as i mentioned grew up in concord um you know went from concord to to ohio to cleveland uh outside mm-hmm. of cleveland which is where oberlin is um and you know when i got to oberlin 
didn't really know what I wanted to do in the college. Um, but it, you know, I was in both the college and the conservatory at the same time. Um, and so I was just taking a whole ton of different classes in the college, but, but really kind of focusing on the music stuff, which is where I met Miles. Um, you know, Miles is actually, I think, the one who showed me that song by Eric. Um, and you nice. know, it was Miles and I who were, who were sitting in the studio at the time. Um, and you know, it just so happened that you know Eric was connected with you know, all these other different people in Osaka who are connected with all these other different people in Tokyo who are connected with, you know, a handful of people out in Fukuoka and, and all these different places. And then there's this massive, you know, web of like what seemed to me at the time really fascinating and amazing art and stuff. And, you know, we, we turned to each other and we're like, you know, how do we, uh, you know, how, how do we like uh, go and actually experience this in person? Yeah. Knowing absolutely nothing about Japan aside from this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the idea at the time was like, oh, you know, we'll try and, um, you know, film um, a documentary and, you know, perhaps we can, you know, uh, get a little bit of money from the school and, you know, we'll try this Kickstarter thing as well. And so, you know, we put that together um, and, uh, you know, uh, kind of started on, on, on that project, um, you know, which ended up kind of becoming part of, uh, you know, my essentially like my like graduation, you know, project for the college, you know, film study side, which is what I ended up studying. Um, and, uh, you know, during that time, uh, you know, I came out to Japan for about, uh, like a week and a half, um, yeah. you know, two weeks or so. And, you know, we met a whole ton of different people, um, and did, you know, uh, got to see a bunch of different shows and, uh, just, you know, it was just like a big, it was as if you took like a fire hose and it was just, you know, ah, it's like there's so much, you know, content <laughs> yeah. and we're just like, you know, a couple of cameras and like no idea what we're doing. You know, we didn't, yeah. you know, never really interviewed anybody or, or did anything, you know, like that before. Um, and so then, you know, went back to America after that and was like, how can I experience more of this? Yeah, I, yeah. I want to actually, you know, dive in and, and see if there's, you know, it's, there's so much to learn. And I feel like, I, you know, I, I would like to learn more. Um, and so, you know, came back to America um, and did, you know, I think maybe like a semester or so, or maybe even just finished the semester there and then did study abroad at uh, Temple University. Right. Here. Um uh, and, uh, you know, during that time was really when, um, you know, because I was here for a longer period of time and you know, just kind of started studying Japanese and things like that um, and just started, you know, going out as much as possible, you know, to as many different, uh, you know, uh, shows and events and, and all sorts of things. Um, and again, just kind of, you know, took the fire hose and was like, you know, time to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and got really excited about that. Um, and at, you know, by the time that, that, that ended, it was like, I need to, I need to learn more, you know? So I, I went back to, to America and, you know, finished, um, finished school. And in part of that was, uh, was working on the documentary project. And, you know, part of that was, um, you know, uh, just continuing Japanese studies and things. And it got to the end of my, my college, uh, you know, time there. And I was like, I, I know I would like to come back to Japan and, you know, spend more time, like really, uh, you know, seeing what there is to learn and, you know, getting, you know, uh, a closer look at, at what's going on and, and just, you know, being so inspired by a lot of the, the art and, uh, and, uh, and, and culture and, and just really interesting things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did the, I did the jet program. Yeah. At that time. Um, and I was, uh, I went, I went out to Aomori. Uh, right. I don't know if you're familiar with, with Aomori. Right. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, so that's, it's a little bit far from, uh, you know, all the cool electronic music going on uh, in Tokyo and Osaka. So how, how was that then? Well, you know, I, it's actually, in a way, it's, it's, it's a lot closer than you'd think. Okay. Um, and, and in fact, that was like one of the first things that I learned even before coming to Japan at all was like, mm-hmm. you know, from... Um, 
Ohio from you know, outside of yeah. Cleveland, Ohio, um, you know, Miles and myself were able to find, you know, it was, and not even knowing any Japanese at that point, period, um, you know, you know, we're able to find uh, tons of music from, you know, up and down the country um, that just happened to kind of be, uh, you know, connected in some way, shape or form. Uh, sure. And so, you know, when I went to, to Aomori, you know, I knew even then I was like, oh, you know, th- th- there was an experience even when I was on, um, on uh, study abroad where we took like some field trip out to Akita. Uh, are, are you familiar with, with Akita? Uh, I've been, been, yeah, I've been, been there been like there? once. Yeah. Just passing through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a lake out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if there's one that I think it might be like the, the deepest lake in Japan was like the, uh, you know, the, the touristy, like, uh, you know, uh, slogan for it or whatever. And sure. we were out there just doing this like um, field trip type of deal. Um, staying in like, uh, you know, a pretty grimy hostel type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, being with a couple other people who were, you know, who were on the program and we were just like walking around the lake at night and I heard in the distance, you know, like boom, 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 you know, like the thump of a bass drum type of thing. It was like, Ooh, something, something's going on. Nice. <laughs> I was like, Oh, let's go check this out. You know, and you were like walking around, you know, the, the park at night and come across, um, you know, a campsite where there's a bunch of people having, um, you know, uh, a party you know? yeah, and they're yeah. playing like d'angelo they're playing you know like robert glassberg they're playing you know a, a, ton, a, a lot of you know like really cool you know interesting you know music and stuff that you may not expect to hear you know on the side of a lake in rural japan at like yeah. you know one in the morning or whatever <laughs> you know and even talking you know with some of the people who are djing there it's like they happen to new you know other people who are who are doing things all over the place um mm-hmm. and so knowing that in the back of my head um, you know, when I went out to Aomori, it was like, uh, you know, there, there are tons of connections. Not only are there tons of connections, but there's tons of really, really cool stuff going on in Aomori as well. There's uh, mm. a lot of really great music, fantastic DJs, really cool art. Um, and you know, just a real, uh, attitude for, for trying stuff out. Um, you know, which is, which is cool. Right. So you didn't necessarily feel the need to always, uh, you know, take the bullet train down to Tokyo or Osaka or something, then you were able to, uh, yeah, every once in a while, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta get out of the snow every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> the right, snow right, there right. Is, is real, real, real brutal. You know, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've seen the pictures and stuff, but it's more or less yeah. like a, a nonstop, like whiteout blizzard for like weeks on end in the winter time. So, right, 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 right. So, okay. Right on. So yeah, you had graduated this time, you know, got to get back to Japan and then, um, so you're in Aomori doing the JET program for about four years. So you, are you still, mm-hmm. uh, you're, so let's say, what, what, what year are we talking then? This is around like 2014, 2015? Yeah, so um, I graduated in 2015 uh, and I was in Aomori from 2015 through summer of 2019, like right around this period of time, actually. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, while I was there, I was still, you know, keeping in touch with a lot of, um, you know, the folks from who had, you know, who had met as a study abroad student um, mm-hmm. or prior to that, um, you know, I was keeping in touch with a lot of people from, um, you know, study abroad time who had either, uh, you know, maybe played some, you know, a little bit of music with when I was out here um, or had just been really interested um, in their music um, or, you know, even when I was at college, I was briefly doing like a little blog um, where I was collecting interviews with you know some musicians who are uh, you know in Japan as well. Um, and one of them was uh, was Repeat Pattern, mm-hmm. um, who had just started a label um, with Taku, uh, you know, who uh, that was kind of part of um, 
uh, Jakarta Records, you know, was the, the the label that was sort of supporting that process, and they were doing um, you know a release of like a series of of ten inch records. The first of which was um, yeah a compilation uh, called uh, well the label is called Borrowed B R R W D, and uh, yeah I'd sent uh, I'd sent repeat pattern um, some uh, of the music I was working on at the time. And you know, he was like, "Oh, let's uh, let's put this out on you know a ten inch uh, ten inch vinyl." Uh, I was like, "Okay, cool," uh, and it was great, and and it was certainly um, you know kind of almost like a full circle moment here because it was really you know just almost observing you know a lot of the the music and stuff that was that was happening, but not really you know engaging with it um, you know you know personally. And then you know this was a, a great opportunity to do that, and that was when um, you know, I was I was working as a, a teacher um, mm. you know, at the time, and you know just in that that theme you know as as, as you uh, I, I'm sure are aware. Um, of being in you know like a school environment you know that was called the called the record goes to math class because right, you know, right it was not particularly not particularly good at math um and uh but it was something that i always kind of found uh found interesting in 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 certain ways um and so yeah so then you know we did that record um and uh uh and that you know that kind of helped to um uh, serve as like almost another tool to engage with, you know, um, you know, mm. people in, in Almory who, who may have been familiar with like Jakarta records or like some of the other, um, you know, artists who'd, who'd come out of that, um, and, and help to kind of open some doors for, um, you know, playing shows around, um, or just, you know, connecting people with people, um, which again has, has kind of been a theme of, of my time out here, I'd say. Right, right, right. So that was, uh, that was in 2017 when you released that one? Yeah. Yeah. 2017. Wow. As a, a six is it six years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then jeez, yeah. So, yeah, it seems like that. Like I was checking that out. It seems like that one did get like a fair bit of acclaim, and uh, like you mentioned, it got you playing some shows and kind of got you noticed a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about acclaim. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take, you know, I'll take any acclaim I can get, you know. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think that was probably the the most um, you know attention that any of the releases I'd done up until that point had gotten for sure, and, right. and since that point, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, like, how 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 were kind of like the expectations sort of like changing after that point? You know, that comes out. You know, you're doing some more shows. Like, did you kind of like have it in your head? You know, like okay, like how am I going to follow this up or, you know, like what, what's, what's next? Like, Oh no, not at all. Um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think, um, the, you know, whatever, uh, quote unquote, a claim had been, uh, you know, achieved by, by that record, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, uh, grateful for, uh, you know, uh, for anybody who's, who's listened to it for, for sure. I mean, definitely, um, definitely means a lot for, for anybody to, to take time out of their day to listen to, you know, um, you know, any of the work that, that you've created. I guess like during those four years, like how involved in the music scene would you say you were like, were you, uh, like, were you going to shows often? Were you like collaborating with other artists? Were you kind of like keeping a tabs on things, uh, around the country or like how, yeah. How were you kind of, uh, dealing with things during that yeah time. you know i think um during that time in particular um 
I was going out to a lot of a lot of shows actually in Aomori. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're really amazing. You know, as I mentioned earlier, they're really really cool places um, and people. You know, all over the prefecture doing interesting stuff. Um, you know, I lived like a walkable you know distance from um, this live house called Sublime. Um, you know, that would do all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, they'd have people from, you know, Jazzy Sport come through, you know, they'd have, um, uh, you know, bands come through, you know, there was a, I don't know if you're familiar with the American band, um, the Velvet Teen. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of like an emo band from like, I think maybe the early 2000s type of deal. You know, they came through Elmore at some point. Uh, Modest Mouse came through Elmore like a, a long time ago. You know, um, they even you know within the city you know there was a lot of stuff um there's a really fantastic venue that unfortunately closed um that had a, a really long-standing uh history in the city called sunshine um which uh you know they also they did uh you know like club nights they did had a lot of band nights going on um there was uh uh you know um uh there's a really cool community of people out there doing uh this event called gotta mix uh, which is like a big, uh, you know, mixture of tons of different types of performers doing uh, a lot of, you know, different things, you know, visual artists, uh, VJs, uh, you know, people doing singer songwriter stuff. You know, there was mm-hmm. one guy who um, w- was on stage in his underwear and just smashed a guitar on the stage. <laughs> in one of those performances, uh, right. you know, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and even, you know, there are a handful of, um, uh of like really uh of people who've from from there who've achieved like you know significant like you know national acclaim mm-hmm. even um by just being kind of like funky you know oddballs doing amazing art you know um there's like uh Aomori Saigo no Shijin Hiroya uh like the last poet of of Aomori uh Hiroya who's uh he made a a brilliant absolutely brilliant song called Shinmachi um, that I, I definitely you know recommend uh, anybody listen to. Um, it's all on uh, on Spotify and, and YouTube and all that stuff. Sure. Definitely definitely has some uh, some some naughty words in it. So uh, you know probably you know don't don't play it too loudly if you're in in office or or school setting. Um, <laughs> however, you know it's it's like the melody is 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 you know beautiful. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And you know the uh, the songwriting is is fantastic. And even you know like uh, Yamashita Tatsuro and, and and them you know had like you know uh, given this guy a claim and he like appeared on you know national television and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the you know the flip side, you got like Kyoto Rock doing um, uh, like they have a their singer dresses as like a zombie preacher and they're a techno group and they play like you know really um almost like uh like dj assault style <laughs> like uh you know wild uh stuff and um you know there, yeah, there's yeah. there's tons and tons of people out there uh mm-hmm. doing stuff and not to mention you know just a, a slew of like absolutely incredible djs you know performing um all the time and you know out in hirosaki you've got you know, like um the Mito, which is like, you know, another fantastic venue for all this stuff. And, you know, Hachinohe even didn't get into that. And, you know, there's just, there's tons of stuff happening all the time. Um, so that was really where I was spending a lot of my time is just, you know, experiencing that while I was there and, and going out and just trying to like, you know, meet people and, and see, you know, what, uh, what Aomori had to offer. Sure, and sure, periodically, sure. you know, coming down to Tokyo and, and, uh, you know, checking in and, and, and playing shows and every once in a while and, and things like that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, like from my experience too, like, 
definitely art and music and entertainment, all that, like, you know, it's, it's not just limited to the big cities and like, you can find like little Uh pockets and, uh, there's, you know, people who are super into whatever, like, uh, whatever you're into, there's going to be like people who are hardcore into it. And, you know, the population of the country is huge. Like in comparison, like, you know, I'm from Canada and like, you know, every little city center, you can find a lot going on. So, uh, it's cool to hear that. Cause you know, I didn't, I've never, I haven't spent so, too much time in Almorty, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, it's not well, too yeah, surprising. I'm curious to hear, you know, uh, I'm really curious to hear some of your story as well in terms of like, you know, where, like, have, have you spent much time in the, in the countryside and you, know, how, how did you end up? Are you in Tokyo now? Uh, I'm in, I'm in Chiba, Northern Chiba. Oh, in Chiba. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of, yeah. Living, uh, living the suburban life, you know, got the house and wife and two kids and, uh, you know, I just got, uh, some interests, interests on the side and, uh, been doing the podcast, you know, for a little while collab with, uh, Sean. So, um, hell yeah. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Well, that's what's but up. It, yeah. It affords me, uh, you know, my job affords me some free time to dig into a few different interests, uh, you know, in particular writing and, uh, I've been doing the pod and, you know, I'm into running and trail running, things like that too, more recently. Right on. So, um, yeah, like I, you know, from being a teacher, like you can, it's not one of those jobs, like I've worked some other jobs where you're nonstop, you don't have downtime, you don't have like you know, often hours at a time to pursue your interests. So, um, you know, that's one of the perks of it. Um, but you know, let's continue on your journey a little bit. You did kind of, (laughs) you did kind of transition out of that. Um, Uh and you finished up with the jet program and then, uh, I guess you made the decision despite all the cool things going on in, uh, Al Morty, you kind of made the decision to head down to the big city. Um, you know, what, what kind of prompted that? I guess that was, um, when you finished your contract around, uh, what year would that be then? 2019? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, um, the jet program, you know, you can only, you know, recontract, you know, up to a certain number of times. Um, and you know, after that, um, yeah, I, I just essentially, you know, felt like the, opportunities for me to have you know some degree of flexibility and um and engage more with with music like i, I just kind of figured you know it was about that time to uh you know to to go and check out the larger city and you know i did have a really fantastic time um in tokyo when i was a study abroad student yeah and i figured um you know is uh you know i should probably you know with a little bit more experience you know uh spending time here and you know a little bit of uh a little bit of not, not a ton, but a bit of uh you know some of the the language background as well to to assist this mm-hmm. time it was like oh well you know i think about that time to to check it out and, and and see what's up um and actually you know it was through um you know some of the people who i'd met um you know during uh the um uh both you know some of the the documentary project and also um times a study abroad student um you know namely uh submerse um, you know, Rob, uh, who had connected me with, um, you know, the company that I'm, I'm working with now. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. And, and so since coming to Tokyo, it's been, um, uh, uh, it's been, you know, especially, you know, pre, uh, coronavirus, uh, time, you guys, 
again, just kind of like going out, uh, you know, almost every day, just trying to, you know, there's so much, there's so, you can never, you know, there's, there's so many events happening all the time. Sure. There's so much amazing music and, and art to see all the time. Um, and so I just wanted to, you know, to take it all in and, and you know, to see, um, you know, what, uh, you know, what I could glean from that. Um, and that was, you know, that was the motivation to, you know, it, it was just, uh, you know, spent a lot of time in Elmore. It was great. And, you know, um, I enjoyed my time there a lot and it was like, well, contracts up, you know, got to figure out some sure. next moves. It's like, let's see, uh, see what Tokyo is about, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, you know, I know like you kind of mentioned, you know, like music has always been a little bit the main focus, but you mm-hmm. know, like you've been, you've been kind of like dabbling in other kinds of like art and, uh, mediums. Um, you know, do you have like certain times when like y- you kind of feel like, Oh, I want to do some like 3d art or it'd be cool to do like a video project or, um, do you get these kind of like waves of inspiration to kind of branch out into, uh, other areas? Like I know also you did, uh, you did kind of like a collab with that like fashion, uh, commercial. And I know you've kind of done a few, uh, (laughs) uh, you've done like a few collabs and stuff before too. Like, do you kind of, uh, is that something that you want to kind of get more involved in or like, do they, how's, yeah, I know that's kind of a few questions in there, but, uh, how, how does, yeah. how, how, How does like the other sides of the, uh, art world kind of attract you? Yeah, you know, that's, um, and again, you know, props to you for, for doing, you know, your research in a short amount of time here. Um, yeah, so, uh, back when I was in college, actually, um, well, this goes real full circle <laughs> in a lot of ways. So I'll do my best to, to keep this condensed. As you know, I tend to, I tend to ramble here. Um, <laughs> so, um, back when I was in Concord, um, there is uh, a really good friend of mine, um, and and so the the back when back when I was in Concord, um, you know, there's that group called the Big Trucks. We made a lot of experimental sure. music, but you know, one of the the, the main um, you know sort of person in in that group, um, in a lot of ways, um, is uh, a person named Andrew Monks, who you know I, I certainly owe a lot of uh, uh, inspiration inspirational uh, gratitude uh, towards. I would say just a really uh, inspiring person, uh, all around fantastic artist. Um, and just really smart human being. Um, and you know, he started this, uh, collective called Belgian man. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, we're in the area, you know, he'd find people that were doing, um, all sorts of, you know, wacky art stuff and, you know, bring them together, um, and collaborate in, in different ways and would put it out, um, you know, through his website. Um, uh, and, uh, one of those people, um, that was part of that collective is, you know, somebody named Chris Rutledge who makes is now like a, a extraordinarily you know acclaimed animator um you know in his own right. i mean i can't you know uh chris is is really i mean he, he made some he done video work for like run the jewels and you made one of the Brockhampton to danny brown videos so it's just like really uh thoroughly you know uh, established artist um you know making a ama- uh, really amazing stuff and um when i was in college you know chris rutledge had connected me um we chris went to art school um and he connected me with some of his friends who were doing um, you know, like fashion commercials, uh, for, mm-hmm. you know, these different brands and stuff. And so, you know, I would send them, you know, a bunch of my music and, you know, they'd end up in the videos and that was more or less like, 
you know, how the process would go. Um, yeah. And in a way, it was almost like less of a collaborative, like, oh, I'll make something for this video. And more as mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got these sounds lying around. I'll pass them to, you know, these, these people who are making interesting stuff. Um, and, you know, that's that's cool. And, you know, I, I always appreciate, uh, you know, working with folks like that as well. And it's it's really great to see, uh, you know, the, the stuff when it comes out on on the, uh, the other end as well as like a final, you know, uh, video. And, you know, I, I'm not personally too knowledgeable about fashion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as you may do you know, tell from, from my, uh, from my attire here. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, but it's really cool. And, and it's, that, that is definitely something I, I, I really enjoy and, and appreciate. Um, and then, you know, simultaneously to that, um, you know, Chris was the one who, um, you know, around the time that, you know, the, the pandemic had just sort of kicked off. Um, I was, you had, have always had an interest in, um, uh, you know, visual art and trying to, you know, figure out you know, some way to, uh, to create it, but mm-hmm. I'm absolutely terrible at like drawing pictures. I just, it's like something that does not like, you know, does not compute in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'd always been interested in, um, you know, creating visual art with the computer in some capacity, but I never really knew where to look. Um, and you know, Chris was, was really, you know, becoming more established at this time. Um, and Chris was like, Oh, you should learn Houdini. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with, you know, any of the different 3D tools and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, there's a, a 3D, you know, tool out there called Houdini, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really powerful. Um, and there's tons of stuff that you can do with it. And it was fascinating to me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is super cool. You know, this finally kind of allows me to you know, engage with uh, visual art in some, in some more uh, direct capacity. Mm-hmm. The more that I got into that, um, the more I kind of started to hit these like, uh, you know, restrictions on, you know, like whether it was the tool itself or like, I, you know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really want to like pay for the software. Like I don't want to yeah. like, you know, uh, do whatever. Um, but this, this world is so broad, you know, let me see what other tools are, are out there. Um, and so, you know, it went from like Houdini to like, oh, Blender is, is free and Blender mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, these different rendering engines in it that can do so much, you know, interesting and cool stuff. Let me get into that. And you kind of hit a wall with that. And it's like, oh, let me see <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah, other yeah. tools are out there that do this type of thing. And, and so after, you know, digging a few you know, layers deep into that, um, the, the kind of current setup that I'm using. Um, it are, is essentially entirely, you know, within the browser, it's these like, you know, uh, web-based tools for, for 3d creation that kind of allow you to get into like the dirt and the muck underneath the, you know, the surface and, and experiment with like, oh, you know, what constitutes, uh, you know, a representation of, you know, 3d anything um Mm. on your screen and you know when you start messing around with some of those things you can make interesting uh in strange uh you know images appear um and you know that's really been the main focus for me is like uh as i mentioned before it ties back into music because the process is really similar um you know it's like how can i take the system that's been you know built and find some way to like you know break it in such a way that something interesting appears um and, you know, there's different strategies you can use uh, on the visual side um, that, you know, relate in some capacity to the same strategies that you can use on the audio side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I'm finding that, you know, maybe I've spent too much time in a particular day working on audio and, you know, I'm uh, a little bit, you know, starting to, you know, my ideas are, are, are not, you know, coming up as easily as they otherwise may. And I'll switch over to the um, the visual side and, mm-hmm. you know, try and get, you know, uh, some amount of, uh, of you know, creative refreshment through that you know sure, um, sure, sure. and then once that starts to you know sink in a little bit too far then you can switch back to to that um or, or switch to any number of of, of other things um mm. and that's what i've been you know find found has been more helpful for uh for my creative process personally right on yeah yeah like do you feel like um do you feel like there's an interplay between the two like um are you kind of like you know 
basing certain tracks on certain images or like vice versa? Are you like kind of trying to tie the two together in a sense that like, I know, especially with, you know, we can say this style of electronic music, like a lot of, a lot of uh, beat makers or producers, DJs will have some sort of like VJ or some visual thing going on in the background too. Is, is this something like you're conscious of or something like you'd uh you'd want to you know pair with your music yeah for sure well you know i think um to me the most interesting uh and the most fun uh you know part of 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 that process is like when you um it's like how like oddly natural i feel like uh the the processes kind of fit together um and you know, even um, as I mentioned earlier in the conversation, like my um, you know main my main interest, like overall, although you know I'd mentioned that you know music is is really kind of the primary thing and has been sort of the, the thing that's sort of kicked this whole process off, but has been like how can I find uh, you know connections between disparate stuff um, that somehow happen to inform you know each other in a way that's like synergistic, uh, mm. if you will. Um, and uh, the visual art stuff for me is like a, a perfect you know representation of that because um, you know what I can do is uh, you know work on some like visual art that results in you know an image, and then once I have the image, you know it makes it a lot easier actually to like make some form of audio for that. Um, mm. Like even if it's just really quickly and like in an hour or two um, on both, and then all of a sudden you have this like piece of work you know that you can post on wherever or, or do whatever with. Um, and it's like all kind of, uh, um, you know, the, the internal side of it. And then, you know, part of the external side, at least for me personally, is like, you know, going out to, um, you know, events here, um, and, you know, uh, you know, experiencing a lot of the, the, the new, um, you know, scene of experimental, um, and like, uh, yeah, even non-experiment, you know, whatever, quote unquote, non-experimental, yeah, yeah, yeah. experimental, whatever, but like, yeah. experiencing, you know, music, um, out, out here as well and so you know um you know, i live around the 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 hatagaya area i don't know if you're uh familiar with um with uh with, with that but uh there's a a really uh cool um you know club nearby me called forest limit and you know their their main thing is kind of like underground and you know experimental music um of a variety of sorts and so you know um again you know kind of going out there or um you know there's a uh, <laughs> there's a guy who lives in my building um mm. who makes uh he's a, he's a dj um and uh you know an artist in his own right who does um you know these really amazing like absolutely incredible um you know events of like uh you know japanese classical experimental music um so just like a lot of uh really out there um like older um and, and even newer but like specifically kind of like japanese classical and avant-garde and experimental music and there's a whole kind of scene around that and mm. so you know his name is kaide adachi and you know his stuff is just you know it really absolutely you know like mind-blowing you know stuff and you know the, the whole community around that as well i mean there's a handful of dj of other djs you know you've got you know oi uh you got you know knock the dice you got like all these people doing um really cool and interesting parties and events around experimental music um mm. and so it's it's about that it's like you go out you experience the the new stuff um you know you take that in 
uh, you, know, you bring it back, you know, and then you quickly iterate some form of like visual art, and then you sync some audio up with that, and then you know it, you repeat the process, and you find these different connections in different areas of uh, of, uh, of interest, um, and, and that's mm-hmm. really what's been the, the driving you know motivation for me personally. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I know. Um, like, I'm kind of curious. So, like, did you did you kind of retire the uh, RYV moniker then, and now you just uh, you just strictly go under your name when you release stuff? Charles in charge. That's the name I give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, the the RYV name is long gone. Um, and right. uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just use my own my own name, Charlie Abbott, now. Sure, um, sure, yeah, sure. Whenever I, I do anything, um, but you know, I was thinking, you know, it would be cool to 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 uh, to have another like artist moniker uh, again, and uh, you know, I, I don't know what I would go for. Do you have any recommendations? Well, um, something that something that you could do, and like it was, this is just my past interview uh, that I did um, uh-huh. with a guy living in Singapore um, called Meza, and. Uh, what he does is kind of like he has like different aliases and he kind of produces like a different style under like several different aliases. So like he's got like a lot under this like umbrella and uh, he's got, you know, like five different uh, artist names that he kind of goes by uh, depending on kind of how he's feeling or like the style of music. So, uh, you know, like you you could revive, you could revive uh, the RYV, you could, you know, have a couple more going. You could have the, you know, the Charlie Abbott still going. And uh, depending on the time of day. Yeah, you, you know, know, I feel like, you know, uh, w- within this podcast, we should, uh, you know, decide my, my, my future artistic <laughs> endeavors right now. And I feel like, you know, you have a, a keen head on your on your shoulders for uh, for artistic, uh, you know, uh, stuff. So, you know, if you, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. If you if you throw something out right now, yep. I'll put, yep. uh, you know, some some release under that name in the future. So what do you what are you thinking? Any any uh, any fancy thoughts here? Um, well, let's uh, let's see where we get by the end of this thing. And uh <laughs> And, uh, I think by the end, by the end of our conversation, we should at least, uh, yeah, it's gotta be something. It's got, it's gotta be something. Um, let's, I want to jump to, uh, cause I've been, I've been going through, I've been going through this new album. Uh, obviously, uh, I haven't been able to, uh, sorry, man. I haven't been able to, uh, you know, sit down cover to cover quite yet, but, uh, but 84 tracks is, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to people who do, you know, like a double release, they'll release like two albums at the same time. Um, I, I got, I got a few questions, you know, about this, like, was this always kind Mm -hmm. of conceived as a single release Were these just like tracks you've been working on for a while? Um, did it, uh, did it all come to you in like, a single weekend, uh, you know, the lost weekend and, you know, you wake up and all of a sudden you got 84 tracks uh, sitting in, <laughs> sitting on your hard drive there. Uh, what was, what what's going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like hopefully this is one that I can talk about a bit more, uh, directly and hopefully sure. con- you know, concisely here. Sure. Um, so one of my really good friends, um, who actually went to college in, in Almory, but I, I did not meet him there. Mm-hmm. Um, is a, a DJ um, who goes by the name Taka T A Q A and organizes you know tons of events um, around the city. 
does a lot of really cool stuff, um, kind of mainly focusing on house, um, house music, but also does, you know, more, some, you know, ambient stuff and, and a little bit of experimental things here and there. Um, and he set up this party, um, called Sakana and something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the theme of it was, um, ambient and experimental music, uh, and like seafood. And so they yeah. have, yeah, I saw um, those flyers. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They look cool. Yeah. And so there's, <laughs> it was awesome. It's awesome. And, uh, there's a person, um, another DJ who, uh, is part of the event, um, called, called JP who, you know, also, um, you know, makes a lot of like, uh, various like, you know, fish curries and, and things of that nature. Um, and so, you know, they'd be serving that, um, you know, while, well, you know, you listen to ambient music or, you know, all sorts of experimental music stuff. Um, and this is he had uh, invited me to to play um, at that event um, in maybe I think it must have been 2021, 2022, uh, mm-hmm. like a year ago or something. Um, and I, you know, in in order to prepare for that event, um, you know, he's, he had invited me like pretty far in in the future of it. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, what, what do I really have for that? And um, you know, I had a lot of stuff I'd written in college. Um, but I also really wanted to make, uh, you know, new, new stuff. Um, and so what I started doing was, uh, you know, taking like a VST or, you know, some, you know, software thing, um, and trying to like, you know, set up, uh, you know, a system with it where it would, you know, randomly, you know, generate, you know, some type of, uh, of, of audio and industry, you know, what types of sounds that I could get, um, and, you know, record, uh, you know, chunks of that, um, initially just for my own purposes for sampling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, later on in, in different, you know, music or whatever, um, or just to kind of like learn some of the different tools or, or test them out. And I realized, you know, the more that I did that, I was like, oh, these actual like pieces of, uh, of audio that I'm recording, um, are, you know, I, I could listen to them from <laughs> me personally. I don't know about anybody else, but <laughs> me personally, I could listen to them, you know, start to finish. And I was like, oh, there's some interesting stuff in here. Um, and, you know, initially it was like, oh, I'll use this, uh, for a performance. Um, and, you know, just kind of like mix between these different sounds and see how it goes. Um, and then, uh, that was the first time. And then, you know, a couple months ago, uh, they did, you know, the second version that, and, and they had, um, invited, uh, invited me back to that, uh, um, along with really another fantastic, uh, ambient artist called, uh, Akira Sano, um, who I also recommend highly. Um, and, uh. So in preparing for that, you know, I took the same approach and I started, um, you know, again, kind of working through all this stuff. Um, and I realized uh, like maybe a day or two before the event, it was like, I have like 150 <laughs> of these <laughs> lying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what if I just put them all? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, what, what if I just, you know, uh, you know, what would, what would that look like? You know, I was like, yeah. oh, it'll be easy. Like there are, they already exist. I'll just you know, put them online. Right. And then, you know, uh, once I decided that I was like, oh, well, you know, I should, I mean, I don't need to put out all 150. Like this, is, that's a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I was like, let me wean it down. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. So I picked out, um, you know, 84 of them. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I started the, the, what ended up being a pretty tedious process of like trying to sequence it in some yeah, capacity or even imagine. like, you know, yeah. I'd essentially just named them like, uh, you know, uh, essentially like nonsense or like whatever the date was or whatever. And mm. so I was like, I, I want to give them like actual tracks and then, you know, I, I want to like make them somewhat presentable. And so, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, uh, 
they're you know somewhat you know mastered in a loose you know sense um or you know uh just making sure that you know, like the metadata or whatever is is correct um and yeah. then you know that actually ended up taking much longer than like you yeah. know the initial you know compilation of of all this stuff um and yeah and, and so you know at, around that time um you know i was I had put some of the audio online uh, with some like longer videos that I'd done, different animations and things, um, mm-hmm. and I put that on YouTube as um, you know something called music to put on in the background while you do something else. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I kind of chose that is I mean, aside from the fact that you know it kind of came from from that event, which is uh, you know meant for you know people to come and enjoy you know uh, you know interesting music with food or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, was also that like you know when you a lot of people would use YouTube. Um, for like you know uh music to study to or like whatever um and i've been seeing a a lot of that around and and i thought like the premise of that was just interesting and like you know how could i kind of take that phrasing and turn it into something that is uh unique enough so that it's not just like you know simply like uh music to study to or you know whatever um but it's uh it has like some you know a little bit a, a little bit more uh something a little bit more distinct to it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was what I did. And I figured, you know, the way that, you know, streaming, especially nowadays works, like it's so easy to just kind of, you know, put a lot of that stuff online and, uh, and uh, you know, I enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> I've, I've now, I have made it, you know, through, uh, you know, start to, uh, start to, to front to back um, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Maybe once or twice. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know how many, how many other people have so far, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. And again, you know, it all kind of boils down to like, you know, what is the process of, um, you know, that's established and how can you kind of, you know, mess around with that process, um, sure. to, uh, you know, to, to make something new. Yeah. Yeah. Or hopefully yeah. new. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's definitely new to me. Um, how, <laughs> how, how, how long is the, uh, how long is the album from start to finish? I think it's like four hours and 57 minutes, I want to say. So I just sure. round it up to, to five hours. So yeah, yeah, a cool, yeah. A cool five hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, like when you think yeah. about it, some of these like YouTube playlists, like you said, uh, you know, music to study to and stuff, you know, they, they can run yeah. for hours. So, uh, you know, music to put for on sure. in the background while you're doing something else, you know, put it on, uh, you know, you can clue in here and there uh you know maybe certain tracks might grab your attention like i've had you know i've just been cycling through some of them and definitely uh some of them kind of like you know grab me uh more than others or pull me in suck me in a little bit <laughs> more than more than others um you know some of them i'm hoping kind to of, emphasize the, the ones yeah <laughs> oh go ahead sorry didn't mean to switch off. oh i was saying like some of them um yeah probably wouldn't be suited to like studying or something. Um, just like I was trying to do some work, uh, while some of them was, some of them were going on. I'm like, hold on, this is, this is a little bit intense here, but, uh, whereas (laughs) (laughs) some of them might be, um, but like you mentioned, yeah, yeah, sequencing the tracks must've been, uh, must've been a project in itself, uh, that I can't really imagine. And then, yeah, I was going to ask you about naming them as well um but yeah yeah well you know actually a a handful of the tracks um i just used chat gpt um and you know the first thing that i did so there are there are some of them um what 
I I'd tried like a different a handful of different like uh, prompts for it or whatever. But one of the things that I'd found uh, most interesting was like you know uh, I'd asked it like oh you know can you give me eighty four different ways to describe putting your hand on the table? Nice. And so like a, a handful of the tracks are, you know, are like like i think one of them was like assimilating your hand with the table or something yeah. um and just like like seeing uh you know these progressively like odd you know ways to describe you know like a really simple action like that was something that stuck out to me um but i didn't nice. want to use you know all of them for that so yeah, some of yeah. them were initially just like the the name that i'd you know whatever i'd written when i saved the audio file the first time it was bounced out of the software and then you know some sure. of them were, were, were that yeah 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 um yeah, I did kind of notice some of the namings, um, and uh, like that one in particular. And uh, you know, I did, it did kind of occur to me. I'm like, hold on, and an AI might have uh, come up with some of these uh, some of these names here, or, or easily could have, because uh, I've been using yeah. ChatGPT a little bit myself. And uh, yeah, that that right idea crossed my mind. Um, yeah, man, like. I got to, I got to thank you for this interview thus far. I just got a couple more for you. Um, sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I got all the time in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, like, you know, in terms of like, where, where do you even like, you know, where do you go from here? You know, the, a guy just releases 84 tracks and, you know, trying to ask like, do you, do you have some like, let's say like, goals or like if you could do like a dream project or like you know collaborate with other artists whether it's like musical artists or visual artists um have you had like some of those like ideas floating around like oh if i could ever you know do this project or it would it would be cool to do like another uh like docu-series project or like um you know kind of like what what are you thinking in terms of you know like some future ideas or future projects yeah you know i was actually i was thinking about this uh the other day or today in fact um you know rather than like uh any i mean I, first of all i i love collaborating um you know working with with anybody is is always you know really exciting there's always something new to learn um and you know of course uh i'm I'm open to collaboration, um, you know, with anybody. And in fact, um, uh, you know, one of the, like the early, um, you know, sort of experiments that I was getting into when I was doing, um, some of like the, the visual art, um, on the web stuff was like making these, um, like miniature interactive websites where, you know, it would have two songs on it or two pieces of audio. And one of the pieces of audio would be from myself and then one would be from, from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a few of those, um, with a bunch of, you know, a handful of, of friends and stuff. And, you know, that, that was a really fun project. Um, and of course, you know, like collaboration in general is, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the best ways to, to improve, I think, um, or to just learn and have fun. Um, but rather really than like having a dream, um, like project or, or something like that, you know, I think for me that the next step that I would really like to focus on, um, is like trying to really figure out a way to more closely merge, um, the like the beat oriented uh stuff or just like i mean even using that word beat like feels weird to me <laughs> in some way mm. i don't know um but like more um uh like uh percussive like 
mm-hmm. not like dance ish type of stuff with the experimental side. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, the next project that I would really like to focus on, and it was something that I'd started, um, you know, last year as well, I sort of slowly started to shift more towards the experimental side, um, is just doing a series of like shorter EPs where mm. maybe like one or two tracks are more on, um, you know, the, the, the beat ish side of stuff, um, or like are percussive in some capacity. Um, and then, uh, the other, you know, two tracks would be, you know, more on the like ambient, like, uh, you know, percussion list side of things and just see, you know, over time, you know, how closely can I like merge these two yeah. things, um, in, and see if you can, uh, to, to work towards that. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the, the medium term goal. Um, the long-term goal is that, you know, I just, I, I got to become the, uh, the next David Guetta of, of ambient music here, you know, you got to go, <laughs> yeah. get, it. go get see it, me man. at, uh, you know, at, at, uh, at, at Coachella on stage doing my thing in, nice, in a couple nice. of years, you know, <laughs> nice. no, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, I think it's all, it's all just an adventure and, uh, in, in learning stuff and you, as you know, um, you know, engaging with creative work, um, you know, it can be kind of fulfilling in and of itself and just kind of trying to grow and develop and do that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I think, I think like, you know, part of the thing too, like you mentioned, you know, there's always this sort of like idea, you know, in the back of most artists mind, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, be famous, be successful, but like not wanting to like cater your art to a potential listener, like stay true to yourself in a sense. Right. Like I -hmm. think, where I've seen, you know, talking to people where the problem can come is like, if there's just this idea of, oh, this is something that people might like, or this is something that, you know, could get me, you know, on the map or could get me, you know, noticed. Um, Often, you know, those end up in failures when you're not kind of like true to yourself and you're making your art. Um, so, you know, it seems like you're kind of going down. Let me tell you something, James. All I want is fame and money. That's it. Give me the fame, give me the money and we're (laughs) sign you up. (laughs) We got to sign you. Yeah. Yeah. To be, uh, put me down, you know, come get me. (laughs) We'll release each, uh, each of these 84 tracks on their own, uh, vinyl, uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly. Music to put on in the background while you do something else. Part two featuring, you know, uh, Taylor Swift. Let's get it. Let's go. go I'm out it, here. <laughs> Next one will be, you know, 168 out tracks, you know, we're, we're <laughs> double or nothing. You know, <laughs> I, I love it, man. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, like th- that's kind of like the cool thing. Like I've, you know, just been like sort of able to like follow your progress you know it's mm-hmm. like you said it was a short time since like we set this up but uh yeah <laughs> y- you know you're, you're kind of you're kind of moving in a direction that's sort of true to who you are and you're kind of always sort of like let's say let's say like learning or like wanting to like you mentioned you know going out trying to learn having this like desire to um collaborate you know, with other artists and, you know, not your music isn't what it was, you know, like 10 years ago or five years ago, mm-hmm. it's still kind of progressing, but you've still got ideas uh, moving forward. So, yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I, I you know, I just want to say, you know, as, as well, like, thank you so much for for even like you know taking the the time and effort to like you know look <laughs> look into some of this. You know, as as you can tell from you know my my rambling in this conversation as well, like yeah, you know, I think uh, the the uh, the different you know projects and stuff um, uh, are kind of winding, you know, uh, in their own right, and and happen to you know cross over a, a fair amount of ground. And you know, I myself am having a little bit of trouble just kind of trying to you know condense into something <laughs> digestible. Cheers, man. Well, um, um, so we got the final questions as this is called the inspirations Uh pod, uh, two questions, you know, that I like to ask every guest. So the first one is related to yourself. Like what, what are, what is something or someone, you know, you don't have to limit it to one. Uh, I used to, I used to say three in the past, but, um, don't get hung up on the number three or any number. What, oh, I'm prepared. What, I'm prepared. What, I listened to the podcast. You think I don't know about the three inspirations? <laughs> I got my three inspirations online. Well, okay. If you, if you got three, man, uh, something or someone that has really kind of like inspired you uh, in your life or your work. Okay. First two, uh, hands down, uh, Sean and Leona are extremely inspirational. And I, yeah, you know, I, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, you know, uh, working with them in, in any capacity. And, and really, you know, I mean, the number of events um, and the ways that, you know, Sean has, you know, uh, you know, uh, invited me to participate in lots of stuff. Mm. Interesting, you know, his attitude about things and, you know, how much he's contributed and, and Leona as well, um, how much the both of them have really um, you know, contributed to, to music as a whole, both with, you know, ADSR, um, you know, which had been you know, supporting my music from even before uh, I'd met either of them um, mm. through now with a lot of the amazing work that they're still putting out and the way that they're championing artists um, and like just getting involved in a lot of the stuff going on and doing it in like a really friendly and, and open way. That's, that's awesome. That's super awesome. It's really inspirational and, you know, amazing. Uh, and, you know, respect to, to both of them uh, for sure. And the last one is you, Mr. James Mallion. Good, sir. You are the third inspiration because, you know, you're out here making a really incredible podcast. You're putting a lot of time and effort into it. I mean, you know, you're, uh, you're talking, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this one's going to go. But <laughs> a lot of the other ones that you've done, you know, you talked with uh, a lot of really interesting people and you know, you're putting the pedals to the metal and, and really, um, you know, taking uh taking time to to uh to to both you know get really great uh you know uh in super interesting you know uh conversations from from people um and it's just a pleasure to listen to and there's so much cool stuff in there and it's an absolute you know wealth of knowledge so anybody listening to this particular episode go back and listen to every single other episode in sequence listen to it front to back then back to front here we go because it's worth it and, and james thank you so much for for for, for this in general you know it's, it's awesome to be a part of it Oh, thank you, man. I mean, uh, you know, that's kind of like the reason that I do it and continue to do it. And of course, you know, Sean and Leona, uh, you mentioned them, you know, wouldn't be able to do the pod without them. And, you know, if anyone can, you know, gain some value from these, you know, I just I'm trying to draw attention to some amazing things that people are doing uh, across the country because uh, they deserve recognition like yourself, man. So, uh Last question. You're too kind. You're far too kind. <laughs> <laughs> last, last question then. Uh, what, it, what does it mean for you, you know, like to be an inspiration to other people? You know, they see uh, this massive project, you know, you're releasing, releasing <laughs> 84 tracks at once, you know, like they see, uh, they see you playing out a show. Uh, they like what you're doing or they, you know, dig into some of your past work and, uh, you know, maybe it inspires someone to do something themselves. So, uh, you know, what is it? 
what does it mean for you to be an inspiration to others? Um, I mean, you know, certainly, um, you know, it means the world to me. Um, if, you know, there's anybody out there who's, who's really, you know, taking any amount of time to, to listen, um, or, you know, engage with any of the work that I'm done, um, you know, first and foremost, you know, it, that's, that's kind of what it's about. It's about communicating, you know? Um, but on the flip side, you know, what I would say, um, is, you know, if there's anybody out there who's engaging with you know, any of the work that, that I've done, um, I would say go and, and check out, um, you know, all of the, the amazing, you know, work of the people who, you know, who have inspired me. Um, and, you know, everybody who I've mentioned in this podcast so far, um, you know, this podcast itself, um, you know, this is where, you know, my you know, creative work you know, comes from. So if by any chance you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, Charlie's done some cool stuff. It all comes from all that other stuff. So go check out that other stuff. That's what I'd say. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely, definitely got to put some links up in the show notes. Yeah. I got to check some of those artists out myself. Cause, uh, I think that's sort of what it's all about. Um, like you mentioned, you know, the community, all the people, you know, the people that kind of helped you, um, countless times get to where you are, where you're living. And, you know, since high school, university, college, and here, all the people you've met and just, you know, it's just like one thing informs another It's just kind of like a cyclical sort of, uh, you know, form art form of communication. It's sort of innate, you know, and what makes people human. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think that was well put, man. So if people, if people want to keep up with, uh, Charlie Abbott and, uh, follow you, what, what's the best way? Should, uh, should we jump on your Instagram or your Twitter or where do you usually, yeah, for uh, sure. I'd say Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram is really where I've, I've been, uh, I've been, you know, posting most of the most recent content. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's also my website, you know, Hey, Charlie Yeah. Um, so you know, the Instagram is Instagram.com backslash, you know, Hey, Charlie Abbott. Yep. Um, and pretty much if you, if you look up, Hey, Charlie Abbott, I, I hope that, you know, I, I pop up somewhere and you can yep. find some of the stuff. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'd say. Once again, I got to thank Charlie for coming on and sharing a story. Go give a listen to music to put on in the background while you do something else. It's pretty wild. Then go give Charlie a follow on social media. Maybe if you're here in Japan, go check out one of his live shows. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We're at ADSR Pod. We'd love to hear from you and keep the inspiration flowing. So thank you one more time for listening into this episode of ADSR Inspirations. Until next time, stay inspired.